Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Canadive CBD, a great-tasting superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. All flavor, no tobacco, and no nicotine pouches are spit-free. It comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. It's crafted and manufactured in California, the heart of the cannabis industry. You can find the link to get 20% off in the description of this show. The Pesky Report is sponsored by High and Happy Catering out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Their chef, Michael Best, can cook anything you want with or without being infused with cannabis. Check out some of what they make on their Instagram at High and Happy Catering or call them at 413-785-8999. You'll be happy you did. To the Pesky Report, a podcast for Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 142, brought to you by Belly Up Sports Media. My name is Brad Chandler. With me today, I have Ed Hand and Hogdale. How are we doing, gentlemen? The Sox keep winning, so I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, it's nice watching good baseball. So you said that so unenthusiastically. What? What? You want me to fucking zane it up? Like, oh, jeez, fellas, this is a good Red Sox team. Oh, hot boy. Oh, <laughs> Ed, how are we doing, bud? Oh man, I'm having a good week. Um, my, I, I was on Nesson earlier today with my dog for their uh, their like bark at the park thing. Uh, so that was that was pretty neat. And then uh, I have an exciting new follower on my Twitter, uh, Alex Cora, manager of the Boston Red Sox, followed me. Uh, which you know might not seem like that much, but he only follows like 250 people. So I have, like, he's not the most active Twitter person, but still, like that's uh, definitely. The most he's famous a, person I've got following me. <laughs> he's definitely pretty active. He's just not, he doesn't like post a lot of stuff. So you can guarantee that he's on there like looking through. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. things about the Red Sox. You know, he's definitely looking material. through. Exactly. He's like, guys, you'll never believe it. Ed Hand made a post the other day about Jaron Duran. And 
you got to read it. And he just brings it up in the club meeting. And he's like, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him. You guys can follow him, but I'm following him. And then it, I, and then you 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 end up telling us this, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, Ed I really mean, has just proven. Yo, go ahead, dude. I mean, if he's if it's because of Jared Duran, all I've said about Duran has been that he looks kind of like a buff Andy Sandberg. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take true. the fuck take take the cookie when I fucking hand it to you. All right, Jared. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. I mean, really, this just solidified what we knew is that Ed just has more clout than anyone else on the pod, and. uh I, 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 I don't I don't know about that. I think Doink has like what like fifty seven thousand followers or something know, ridiculous does, like that. But Alex Cora doesn't follow her, no does she? I mean <laughs> We don't know what brothers he has. Like in all honesty, like what would you rather have? Would you rather have the um the thousands and thousands of people that follow Doink, or would you rather have Alex Verdugo Alex? Verdugo, Alex Cora, she's got sixty thousand followers. That's wild. <laughs> but you have Alex Cora. Yeah, yeah. So. That like yeah, trumps that... all sixty thousand of her followers. I, it's it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend it's not. Like I I woke up and I was like, who's this guy with a blue check? And it just says Alex next to it because he doesn't have that much information on it. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Before we actually get into this, I had a question for Javier. So last episode, we had Marion from uh, Rockin' at the Jake. And he had mentioned about a hot dog with Fruit Loops on it and whatnot. We finally saw this. And it looks absolutely fucking disgusting. Uh, yeah, it does. At the same time, I want to try it. <laughs> I mean, I totally want to try it too. But I, That flavor combo is just so weird in my head. Like, my question it. is, is milk or ketchup? Oh, God. Ugh. Both sound equally terrible. I imagine Ugh. you eat the hot dog plain, right? Like, with just the Fruit Loops on it. I mean, I guess, but I, it's, like, it's still fucking disgusting. Like, so anybody who's, like, wondering what we're talking about here, I'll share a picture of it. This is what we're talking about. This Thanks, I hate it. it. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say? Thanks, you Thanks, hate I it. hate it. <laughs> That's my favorite subreddit. I love that subreddit. Yeah, Thanks, I hate it. That reminds me of, I used to do like, um, when I was, during my internship in college, I did um, this like super cheap food review thing where they gave me five bucks to spend on all these like different local places a week. And I'd have to, I'd have to make um, as much of a meal as I could for $5, which usually wasn't very good. Um, But there was this one burger place that had something called the Crunch Dog and it was uh, $3.50 and it was a hot dog uh, fried in Captain Crunch. Oh, so I ate on. that, and I was really sick. I ha- I mean, it was like eating it was sort of like having a food orgasm that was just followed by, like, a full night of diarrhea. It wasn't great. I, <laughs> Not worth crazy. it. Yeah, that's horrifically unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was 21. I was made of much stronger stuff back then. And even then, your body's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, I just I remember, was... like, that being, like, I remember, um... My roommate being like, "Are you okay?" Because I was like crying in the bathroom for like an hour. It's you like were the picture crying, or was it yeah. your butthole crying? It was a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It was, I was, it was one of those ones where you're just like, ah. Like it's like the, it's the meme with the two M and M's, where it's like the yellow and the red one. Like, hey, you okay? Are you good? And it's just no, no, yeah, <laughs> no, so, pretty much. 
so yeah, we we were talking with Omari about that, and he's he tweets at us at us both, and he's like, "Hey, remember this? This is what I was talking about." And I'm like, "That's gross. What's the grossest thing like you have eaten at a at a sports venue?" Like on paper, it does it have to sound gross on paper? Because I've had things that sounded like they'd be fine, and then I got it, and it was just it was not good. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, then yeah, the chicken and waffles at the um, oh god, what was the name of the team? The uh, Vermont uh, Lake Monsters. Okay. Um, out in Burlington. Which Are you was just, just not a fan of chicken and waffles? Or no, I like chicken and waffles. It was just that this was like a couple of like freezer chicken nuggets that they put in like um like a waffle cone and they oh, poured no. like syrup or something on it. It was just, it wasn't good. The chicken like wasn't particularly uh, defrosted and you know, a waffle cone and waffles really aren't the same thing. They're quite different. In fact, um, it just didn't, uh, it, you know, nothing hit from that. It was just not a good uh, food experience. What about you, Hago? Uh, probably uh, at an Iowa state game, uh, Jack Tri stadium, uh, I had probably the most dog shit grilled chicken sandwich I've ever eaten. And I remember I'm like, this is so fucking dry. Like, this is fucking terrible. I got to drown this shit in ketchup just to get any flavor. So I think the worst thing I've eaten at, like, a ballpark uh, in Hartford, they have uh, yard goats, obviously. But I went for a game one day, and they had this, like, food uh, foodie guy who, like, does – stuff on youtube or whatever and he has a cart at the at dunkin donuts park and he was uh he was doing like jalapeno sausage um things like that weird stuff combinations and whatnot uh i was like you know what i i like getting like sausage and peppers and whatnot so i went up to this cart thinking maybe i could just get a sausage and peppers nope no sausage and peppers available um, the next thing I was just like, you know what? They had like a Hawaiian um, sausage and it was like with pineapples and something. It was fucking disgusting. Yeah. How do you, it, it's so hard to ruin something like that too, but people find a way. Just, just sausage and peppers. That's all I need. That's all I want. Yeah. You don't want them to throw Spam and pineapple and uh, I'm ham pretty on sure top spam- of it. Spam would have been better. This this was just gross. It, it wasn't it wasn't all that great. I will say, like on the opposite end, though, like the best food I've ever eaten at like a ballpark was at a Iowa Cubs game. There's like a probably the best pork tenderloin I've ever eaten is like a local place like sold their pork tenderloins out there. I wish I could remember the name. Like that shit was so juicy. Oh I, I, I I will always and forever be like. A sausage and peppers outside of Fenway. Hey, person, like you don't you don't get a sausage peppers inside. I, I I always get it outside. One of the vendors outside, and that's it. I will not go into Fenway and get a sausage sausage and peppers. If I don't get it outside, I'm not getting it until I get out. That's always fun though, getting it at the end of the game if you haven't been eating a ton. Like uh, they have a win, and then you get to walk with your uh, your sausage and uh, peppers, and oh god, it's good. But my my favorite was um, the little spinners uh, used to have these really great steak tips that they they had. They'd start serving it like the second inning underneath like the the stadium. Um, they 
before the team disbanded, they stopped doing it. It was like probably around 2018, but that used to be, that used to be like my go-to every time there it was just those steak tips were amazing. And they weren't that expensive either. It was like, you know, like 10 bucks and you got that and like some corn and it was like actually a decent, like sizable amount rather than, you know, you get a steak sub at uh, Fedway. It's like 14 bucks and you get like three steak tips. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm a huge sausage fan. That just sounded wrong, but uh, I like we know. We know. Pause. Insert foot into mouth. Start chewing. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's start talking a little bit about the series. Let's talk about what we have to look forward to in Toronto. We both we all know that both uh, Jaron Duran and Tanner Howe are not going to be joining the uh, team up in Toronto. We did get uh, the confirmation that Connor Siebold will be pitching tomorrow. Uh, he will be starting. And we also got confirmation through Chris uh, Chris Smith that Yomer Sanchez, I believe, yep. is joining the team uh, to take over for Jaron Duran. So while, while the team is in Toronto, this – I don't understand this. So because they are – you know, we all know they're unvaccinated. It is what it is. That's their decision. But they don't, they lose the pay because they can't play the game. But they're both going to be working at Fenway Park. Yeah. 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 So, but they're not getting paid. Yeah. They're working, but not getting paid. Well, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's beneficial for them to like keep up with the conditioning and everything. Mm they're still working my opinion you know like if i'm working i'm getting paid if you and i go into work and we don't get paid that's against the law so i'm not i'm not a fan of that in my opinion you know my opinion whatever um but they knew the consequences um with the situation it's a personal decision we've discussed it numerous times over the uh over the past like six months, um, actually probably since last year, because we knew that oh, yeah. we were unvaccinated yeah. last year, uh, along with uh, Chris Hale. But uh, that's exciting for Siebold and Sanchez. There's actually um, one more guy that's getting uh, that's coming along with them on the taxi squad. That it sounds like um, Silvino Bracho, uh, who's been a reliever uh, with the uh, Blue Sox this year, is uh, going up with the with them as well. And what I've heard is that after Seabold pitches, they're going to send him back down and put um, put uh, Bracho on the uh, forty man. And then after the series is over, they'll DFA him. And he's the kind he's the sort of pitcher who's done well in AAA, but he can also probably sneak through waivers. So that's the reason that they're going with that. Right, Chris uh, Hatfield. Hatfield. Uh... He made a post. And guessing the plan for Toronto, Yomer Sanchez apparently replaces Duran. Pretty sure he can be returned to AAA afterwards. Uh, Siebold replaces Hauk if they want to return him early to add a relief pitcher. Silvano Abracho gets selected, then DFA'd on Thursday because he's not the replacement. Uh, Brad, and he said Bracho wouldn't have been the first guy in AAA I'd go to. He's been good, but not great. 31 and a third is any pitch, 316 ERA, uh, 105 whip, 36 strikeouts and four walks. But he's of the caliber that if for some reason he didn't clear waivers, they wouldn't lose sleep over it 
or what would probably be one appearance. Exactly, exactly, yeah. and that's um, that's a very yeah. The hat, Chris, uh, Chris knows his stuff with this. Um, yeah, so that's going to be it's a good opportunity for them. Sanchez was the Gold Glove winner, I believe. I forget if it was second or third base, but he won a Gold Glove in twenty twenty uh, in the shortened season, I, I believe, or it might have been two thousand nineteen. I, I think it was. I think I saw nineteen. Yeah, it was one of those years. It was fairly recent, and he hasn't hit really enough at the big league level to, um, you know, hold down his job uh, here. But he's having a good season at uh, AAA. He's drawn a lot of walks. Um, he's hit. I think he has eight home runs now. Um, kind of alternates between batting first and batting ninth. Plays good defense all over the place. Uh, the game that I was at for Father's Day was actually kind of cool because. Um, you know how at, like, AAA games they do, like, in-between inning activities, and one of them that they do all the time uh, for the Woo Sox is this, like, catch game where if you catch all three balls, everybody in the stadium wins a free pie. And right. they had, um, for Father's Day, they had his kid uh, catching them, and he caught all three, and his dad comes in from, Yolder Sanchez comes in from the uh, dugout to play third base and gives him, uh, gives him a big hug. It was really, it was a really cute thing to see. Um and yeah, so got to see him there. And I also got to see Seabold pitch, um, which was really fun. He looked good. Um, he's one of these guys that has good control and knows how to pitch. His stuff isn't overpowering. He was, I think, topping out 94, 95 on the fastball. But when his changeup's on, he can be really difficult um, on hitters. And he, I believe he either gave up one run or didn't give up any runs in the six innings he pitched. The guy's been an absolute machine. His ERA's been floating around two for a few months now, and uh, glad he's getting an opportunity. Um, we've seen yeah. and, the depth and, of this team. It's and for great. people that people don't uh, that don't remember, uh, Connor Siebold is also a piece that we got in the Nick Pavetta trade um, where we sent Heath Henry and Brandon Workman to the Phillies. So, uh, we get to get another look at him. We got a look at Wachowski, which we ended up getting in the Andrew Benatendi trade. Um, so we're starting to see a little bit of the depth that's going on uh, since Bloom has taken over the uh, the reins. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. It's good. It's good. I, I'm loving I'm loving what I, I'm seeing. 
Uh, we'll get into the Winkowski start um, that happened yesterday. We'll talk about Nick Pavetta as well, who has absolutely dominated. Um, and yeah, the Red Sox have just been fucking fantastic. Uh, another surprise for uh, for the team, uh, we've got to talk about John Schreiber too. He's just literally been lights out. I think he's got like a .86 ERA right now. He's literally the best relief pitcher that we have. And it was, I, I forgot who, who had made the post or whatever, but it's been said that he is going to be the closer uh, while they are in Toronto because Tanner Houck is not available. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but with that being said, let's start talking about this series. Uh, before before the Red Sox ended up making it to Cleveland, everybody has been saying, oh, no, oh the Red Sox got to play a good team. The Red Sox got to play a good team. Well, the Cleveland Guardians were a first-place team when the Red Sox got into Cleveland, and now they are a second-place team, and they are two games back of the Minnesota Twins. Can I just say real quick, how is like the Red Sox got to play a good team? I think they just took two out of three from the Cardinals like last week. All right, can we use our brains for even a quarter of a second? Jesus nope. Christ! Nope. Is the is the simple fact that okay the Cardinals okay good team right? Nobody cares. They want to see the National the, League. The Red <laughs> Sox. Cares? The Red Sox literally have to face the New York Yankees. And you know what's great about that? The Red Sox have only played their Yankees three games this season. They have lost two of them. They are both hot right now. So when the Red Sox go to face the Yankees for seven games in the next couple of weeks, we'll find out where the Red Sox actually sit. I mean, right now the Red Sox are 11 games back of the Yankees, and then they got, I, be I believe it's seven games in like the next two weeks. So yeah. – not saying it's going to happen, not saying it couldn't happen, but if the Red Sox end up going in there and they're still 11 games back and end up sweeping the Yankees in both series, four ground. games back, four games back. It's amazing oh. that the Yankees have been playing that well, that they can get their asses handed to them by their division rival and still be like four games ahead, even if that were to happen. It's, yeah. it's madness. It, it's, it really is madness. And uh, the Yankees actually got no hit the other day. They almost got no hit again today, but they came back and they won on a walk-off three-run bomb by fucking Aaron Judge. Two walk-offs for that guy this week. It's Jeez. insane like how well the Yankees have been playing and that the Red Sox have been playing like 700 baseball for almost two months now, and they're 11 games back. Like, not insane. Quite two, not quite two months, but um, we're like three weeks away from them being two months. Uh, we're two days away from the infamous "we can say it." Um, anybody who doesn't know, uh, if you know, you know. If you don't, well, fuck you. Um, so the Red Sox are in sole possession of second place in the American League East. If they were an American League Central team, they would be in first place. They are forty-two and thirty-one. They they are one and a half games in front uh, with the first. Wild card. Uh, they have played. They are eight and two in their last ten. They have won seven games in a row. They are twenty-two and fifteen away from home. They are fourteen and fourteen with teams over five hundred records. 
it looks like the Red Sox are, you know, slowly but surely doing the thing that we're going to be able to say in in two days. And they've been doing yeah. it over the last two weeks uh, without Garrett Whitlock like, without at all. Whitlock, without Ivaldi, <laughs> without Kike. And also, you got to remember, they've been doing it without Sale, too. Like, imagine, imagine what this team is going to be once Sale comes back, once Paxton joins the uh, joins the team. Like, holy shit, man! Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, was saying this in April. Is like Josh the, Taylor. The Josh depth Taylor should be coming back too. Like the depth that this team is going to have, like going throughout the season, is just kind of insane. It's gonna be. It's going to be a bad time to be facing the Red Sox in the coming months. I, 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 go ahead, Ed. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I, I, you know, I'm just thinking back to April when the team was 10 and 19 or whatever it was, and people were complaining about the construction of the roster, which admittedly there were some flaws in it. But still are. really, Oh, there absolutely still are. And we're going to, it's not, not every month is going to be like this June has been. It's just, it's just not. But we've also seen a lot of this depth has really come in handy now with guys like, you know, like Franchi Cordero and John Schreiber and, you know, now Duran coming from the minors and Rob Ref Snyder. Yep. Ref Snyder's been, I mean, I, I could see a situation where Ref Snyder stays with the team for the rest of the year. Um, he's been so impactful in his role, and because we we're talking, see, we've talked about this with, um, you know, he's we need we keep on saying we need an outfielder, a right-handed outfielder that can match lefties. He's been doing that. Do you see uh, Durant staying? This is a tough one. Um, I think he's done enough at this point that he really should. I don't. It's it's tough to gauge who would get sent down though. I don't um, think. I believe uh, Brandon said it, and it probably makes the most sense. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think it's one of two players. I don't think you could send Durant down. He has been the leadoff hitter that the Red Sox have been looking for the past two years. Yep. Um, it's either Bradley or Arroyo. I think they get DFA'd. Yeah. I think the problem there with sending down Arroyo is who do you have as your backup shortstop, then? Is it Kike? Yeah. And then I, I don't think it would be Bradley because I think that he just – He's that he's a veteran presence. He's really taken on like a leadership role, and his defense is so good. You even if he's you, a fourth outfielder, you you would think so, but he's all, you have Duran, who's a left-handed hitter. He's all he's hitting where you know Bradley Jr. isn't doing as well as Duran has been showing. Granted, it's small sample size. It's you know this is all like hearsay. We don't know a hundred percent sure who would be sent down or who would be DFA'd or whatever. Just throwing it out there. I, oh, I certainly believe, a possibility. I do, I do believe that those are the two. Uh, I would be shocked if Duran gets sent back down. There's no shot Duran can't be sent back down. He's just played too well. He's played himself into he needs to have a spot. And yeah, it's going to be one in, one of a Arroyo or a JBJ. And really, a, this whole season to me has been an odyssey of can we kick JBJ off the team with actual good outfielders <laughs> like that can hit at least a little bit. I just don't think kicking him off the team is the way to go. I think he's too valuable as a bench piece, especially if you're making a playoff run. You need a guy like that on the bench who great defense. defense he's fast. True, but I mean, if you have a guy like uh, all around, like you keep Ref Snyder, who no slash defensively himself. You have Kike, great defensive center fielder, and you know right field at Fenway is pretty much just another center field. So you can play Kike and right as well. Uh, 
I think you you keep Kike in center and put Duran over in right field. Unless I don't. I don't, no, I don't like Duran's no. arm and right at all. <laughs> that's the one thing. If there's anything that's been that that's been, I don't think you. T- I don't think you take Kike. I don't think you take Kike out of center field though. You can put you can put Duran in left and put Verdugo in right. I guess. True. That's one possibility, I but I I, I just don't either. like the I, I don't like the idea of like a skill player like uh, Bradley just being straight up removed when he's such a useful bench option potentially. I don't know if you start him as much for sure. I mean, there's also you can DFA um, not DFA, but you can option Bobby Dalback or uh, Franchi Cordero. Also, that's another. Those are other two other possibilities. It'd probably be Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with Bobby on that one. Yeah. Oh, I would agree completely. Because but then who do we have? As, then we have Christian. Christian Vasquez would probably be the backup yeah. first baseman. Well, Arroyo pulled his groin yeah, last year doing that, but I think he can play first base. I, I think he could. At least as a backup option, he probably could. Ref Snyder. Yeah. Ref Snyder used to play yeah, second base. I'm sure he yeah. can play first. Jesus Christ. You know, Travis Shaw can play second. I mean, if Travis Shaw can play second, anyone can play. That's the beauty of the shift, though. You can just have, like, four people on that one side. Like, who cares? The shift yeah. that gets banned as of next year. Duran has definitely played himself into a spot on the team, though. Like, Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's start talking about the series. Let's talk about game one. Uh, we had Nick Pavetta up against Cal Contrell. I have actually been waiting to talk about this because Cal Contrell made a big boo-boo last year. Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but last year the Boston Red Sox faced the then Cleveland Indians. And uh, Contreau ended up striking out Rafael Devers, and Devers literally stared daggers into Contreau. Oh and he's like, all right, motherfucker, I'll remember this shit. And then fast forward like almost a year later, and here we are again. Uh, Cal Contreau ends up facing against uh, Rafael Devers. He throws it. I don't know how Devers does it, dude. Like the pitch was like down. He teed off against it. He like he took a driver to the fucking ball, and he knocked it out. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna just watch this motherfucker too," and he just literally stares at it. And just Boston, like uh, Ortiz did to his dad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because Cal Quantrill's dad is Paul Quantrill. I remember. Oh I don't. I, I don't. He definitely hit some off of Quantrill. I don't remember if that was the home run. Was that the game three home run or game four home run that he hit? Was that off Quantrill in uh, two thousand four? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Not gonna lie, because I know his because Cal's dad was in the was in the pen for that Yankee team. I think it was Paul. Let me just say though, uh, <laughs> Raffy with like. Playing angry is like my favorite kind of Raffy. Like just the, the swag, like the attitude. Like he's he watched that thing fly. He, he fucking stared it down. Shades of uh, honestly, shades of David Ortiz. It is in my oh, opinion with that. Like that's when when Manny came on uh, during the Detroit series and said that uh, Dabbers reminds him of Poppy. I was like, yeah, I can I can see it. I yeah. Can it, it was yeah. so just so awesome. Like he's like, "Yeah, motherfucker, see that thing fly!" <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, yes. So it was. It was October seventeenth, two thousand four. It was Game Four of the American League Championship Series. Big Poppy hit a walk off home run against Paul Contreras. Yep. <laughs> so what do you know? You know, 
like father, like son. That's not a knock either, because Paul Quadro yeah. was a good reliever. Hold on. So which one's the father and which one's the son? Oh, well, the are fathers. We talk, Paul, Paul and David are the fathers? Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and Al and Raffi are the sons? Oh. <laughs> no, because Xander is Raffi's dad. Yeah. Pretty much it's just uh, the Quantrals are owned by uh, the Dominican Republic as a country. You know, it's nice. I love it. <laughs> That's a problem if you're, if you're a Major League Baseball player. It, it is. It's a rough deal. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about Nick Pavetta, who has been probably the best pitcher that we had. Um, we've talked about this numerous times. It's amazing how, how he changed his entire season around. Uh, Nick Pavetta ends up, he's eight and five after this game. He, he went seven innings, gave up nine hits. Even when he's bad, he's good. He didn't even have his good stuff today like he, or the other day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he went, even when he's bad, he's good. He went seven Dang. innings, nine hits, two runs. Both of them earned four strikeouts, gave up a home run. He threw 98 pitches, 66 for strikes. 45 of them got contact. Um, He got four uh, strikes swinging. He got... 17 looking. He got 10 ground balls, fly uh, 15 fly balls, and seven line drives. All right, Man, gentlemen. We, so I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. The whole team say the playoffs start tomorrow. You have to pick your one, two, three starters. How about right? you got what what do you go for your order? Everybody's healthy here, or as healthy as they are going to be in uh 2022. Who are your t- one, two, and three? Honestly, not even not even knocking. I think it goes Uvaldi, Pavetta, and then maybe Sale. No, Waka. Why yeah, am I even saying I... Sale? Why am I even saying Sale? I, and the only reason why I'm giving Uvaldi the ch- uh, giving the ball for game one is because he's more proven as a game one starter. Um, I think Pavetta is the type of pitcher that can, you know, I don't think he's the one that's going to go out there and shove in game one of a playoff game. I'm just saying, you know, I'm totally hoping he proves me wrong, but it's definitely, it's definitely those three. If all the Waka, Pavetta, not in that order. How about you, Hogdale? Based on the results, like as of right now, uh, Pavetta, uh, Ivaldi, Waka, and, uh, just got to say, uh, Pavetta's got that dog in him, 100%. You know, it's the picture of just the dog in his heart. Like, that's him. That's Nick Pavetta. And uh, the dude was a maniac during the playoffs last year. And uh, I want to uh, apologize to Nick Pavetta on behalf of everyone on this podcast for insulting him by saying he should be the closer. Uh, I, I am sorry. I, I Hey, man, I had the same a- tag. I had the same tag. Like, and- I, I don't think that was a bad – I don't think it was a bad take at all. I think it's an insult to him now. Like this dude's routinely going seven innings. He's got uh, a three ERA, like insane. So much That's, value. He's, he's also got a three ERA after giving everybody a head start in the American League. Yeah, he was dog shit the first month. He had like a nine ERA, and it's down to a three. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be busted in baseball without um, overreaction to small sample size that we've certainly seen True. that with Pavetta turning his season around. Um, yeah. I mean, the closer thing is, is, is interesting because of like how, where people are with Whitlock. That's sort of why I don't think saying Pavetta would make a good closer is that much of an insult because at the time we were saying that 
Pavetta had functioned effectively as a number four starter. And I think we've turned him, we've seen him turn into right now a number two starter by the end. We're, we're in the process of seeing him turn into an ace if he keeps this up for a few more months. Um, he's, he's hitting his potential. Good. Yeah. So now you would want Yeah. Yeah. Here's, um, but this is Here's why the- I want Whitlock in the rotation, you know? Sorry. Here's my question for you. Out of Pavetta, uh, Whitlock, Evaldi, Waka. Who do you send to the All Star game? Whitlock, Pavetta. Oh, Pavetta. Pavetta definitely. As much as Whitlock has the better ERA, but um, Pavetta has like a much uh, much better peripherals. He's thrown more innings because remember Walker was on the uh, the IL for a little bit. So I think if I have to pick of them, it's it's got to be Pavetta. Yeah, I, I th- probably Pavetta, but like Walk has been so good. He was on the IL for a bit, like, but uh. I think he was only on the IL for what ten days, and that was because they had to have him on t- for ten days. Yeah, like I don't yeah. think the, the the innings pitch difference is that bad. So you know, I'll say Waka because God, Waka has been so fucking good. You're you're sick. You're going with Waka because I'll he's go with Waka. Iowan. 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 Yes. True. Yeah. Because yeah. what is like two something ERA? Like insane. I'm, I'm going with Pavada. You have to. You have to. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, and I mean, in I the ideal it. world, they both make it. They both, yeah. I think, are legitimate candidates. And, and weirdly enough, I think Christian Vasquez has an outside chance of making it. I, I was I was going to say something about that, but I was going to wait, um, seeing as though <laughs> we're actually talking about it. Let's let's just talk about it, okay? Uh, earlier today, I was listening to the Bradford show on EEI, and there was a guy that said that he chose uh, Bobby Dobek to be the starting first baseman for – the all-star game, but said that Trevor story needed, <laughs> hold on, hold on. He said that Trevor story needed to prove himself. Ha! This gentleman's name is Gabriel. And I don't know who Gabriel is, but Gabriel stopped doing drugs. I mean, that's Gabe energy for sure. Like your, your name fits or share them or share them. True. Where's the psychedelics at? Because you're on them. There's no way, there's nobody in this universe who says that Bobby Dalback is getting into the All-Star game and then immediately says that Trevor Story needs to prove himself and they are not on drugs. Yeah, that's a weird one. I mean, Story is leading the team at RBI, isn't he? And yeah, like, gold I, glove I, defense. He's, he's, got, he's got 50 RBIs as of today. 
Yeah, I mean the batting average isn't great, but the peripherals are. He's he's done what they've needed him to do. If he ends up, I bet I would bet you money he ends up between like two forty and two sixty at the end of the year. I'm okay with that. Draws walks, steals bases, like, and also second strikes. base isn't exactly an offensive juggernaut, you know. He no. fucking strikes out an awful lot too, though. That's oh. you're not wrong, but we, we knew just that walk when we got him. Bit. It, it's uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, so let's just go over it. All right. So we got Vasquez. We talked about should be going to be, you know, he's making a case for the all-star game. Uh, we've got Waka and Pavada that we're talking about possible, uh, all-stars. Uh, do we see anybody in the outfield outfield? Do we count JD Martinez as an outfielder? He has not played one game in the outfield (laughs) as it should be. Okay. Uh, bullpen. Gosh, it's it's. There's I would literally love to say person. Schreiber. I would That's love the only to say Schreiber. That's the only I, person. The thing, is, the thing is that every team has a fireman like that who's been just pitching at way above what anybody expected. It with every team being repre- needing to be represented, a lot of those guys ends up going, and I think that he might get passed over because of that. And yeah, you, you know, he point. wasn't with the roster for the first few weeks of April. So, I mean, he's been, he's been their best weapon by far, but I, I don't think he's going to, I wouldn't so, be offended if he made it, but I don't think he's going to. So Schreiber's literally the only person in the bowl. Um, yeah. All right, let's yeah. go. Let's go left to, uh, from third to first. Raphael Devers. Yeah, he should start. Do you think he should start, or do you think he should be in the All-Star game? Start. You, what about Jose Ramirez? I think, he's better, I think he's doing better than Ramirez. I think think about where the Red Sox would be without him, and then also look at the numbers. I, I, would, I take Rafi. As good as – this isn't a knock on, on Ramirez at all. He's an incredible third baseman. Agu? I, I think Jose Ramirez should start, and I love Rafi more than anyone on this planet. I mean, like – Jose Ramirez has done everything that Rafi has done, but also he steals bases on top of all that. <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be upset with either starting, honestly. No, they're both amazing. Uh shortstop you've got, I believe it's Bo Bichette leading. Um then you got Tony Anderson. <laughs> <sighs> it's the Woody laughing meme. Get the fuck out of here. Sanders should be starting. It's fucking point blank end of story. I mean, I think Xander's going to make it. I I don't know who's going to start, but I definitely think Xander deserves to be on the all-star team there. Xander's actually having a good year defensively, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I believe he has positive defensive runs saved, and he's neutral outs above average, or he's like minus one. And his bat is Xander's bat, per usual. He shows down a little bit, but yeah, he's hitting he, hits. He hasn't homered since, I believe, the third it, really? It's been that yeah. long? Jesus. I don't think, I believe it was announced the other day that he has not hit a home run since June 3rd. Yeah, power's been weird. Like, you know how many home runs Freddie Freeman has this year for the Dodgers? He's at eight. Yeah. Weird. But then you got someone like Aaron Judge who's got <laughs> 27 right now. On pace for like 60. Yeah. You, oh, hold on. So, what this is what I find hilarious. I think I've said this before on, uh, on a previous po- uh, episode, but. Is it me or is it is it just a coincidence or what that the Yankees are as good as they are and they have both 
Carlos Beltran, who works for the Yes uh, station, and then they have Marwin Gonzalez, who's in the dugout. Uh, I mean, you can make, can't you make the same case about the Red Sox having Alex Cora as their manager, though? Yeah, yeah but still, yeah. Carlos Beltran was the mastermind. Now also, we're talking man. cheating labs again. Also, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I've always said this. I never was too mad at the Astros. You should be cheating if you're in Major League Baseball. Every team is trying to do it in some way. They're all cheating. Like, get out of your fantasy land where you, every team is, like, morally good. Fuck off. So that's a yes. That checks out. <laughs> yes. You should right. be cheating. Or should, second, you should be fired. All right, so we've already talked about second base. We've already talked about first base. Let's go to DH. Who's going to be starting in the Amer- in the All-Star game? For the American League for designated hitter. Oh fuck! It's I want to say JD, but holy fuck, Jordan Alvarez, dude! Holy shit, he's having a good year. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. I, uh, you forget the most popular man in baseball, though Shohei Otani. Uh, I think he's going. Oh, no, I, I don't think he. I don't think he's even going to. I think he'll be second. Yeah, Alvarez, sure. Alvarez is going to get DH. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm pretty sure JD offensively is having a better year right now, right? Is he? That I don't know. I haven't seen Otani's it. numbers. Last time I heard it, I heard he was cold. That no, but again, it's about votes. Anything. Yeah. It's about votes, though. And he's the You're asking I mean, me who I think should start, not who oh, is going versus to start. who's going to. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought it was who's going to start. Well, if you only... And, if, if, what's his name? Um, Sanchez. Why am I fucking having a brain fart here? Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. Gordon's having an amazing year, which is so predictable because he's amazing. Does All anybody right. else, when they hear his first name, they think of Zordon from Power Rangers? <laughs> I, think that's that's, that's, I, I can't get get that out of my head when I hear his name. Uh, there's, there's, so Rita from uh, the Power Rangers, I'll oh. never forget there was one episode where she like she throws down her wand and she's like, Magic wand, grow. No, she said, "Make my monkey grow." Oh my! God. I, I was a kid watching that, and I fucking lost my shit. I was like, "What did she just say?" Uh, speaking of shows uh, from back in the day, and we'll get into the next into the rest of the series. Did you guys see that Beavis and Butthead came out with a new movie? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. see that. That's... It was all right. Can I just uh, read out Jordan Alvarez's slash line real quick? Because uh, yeah. I don't think people realize how wacky of a year he's having. Currently, he's batting uh, 312 uh, batting average, 401 on base, 649 slugging for a 1.051 OPS, 197 OPS plus. He has accumulated 3.4 war as a DH. Holy fuck. Wow. He That's... should be starting. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah, they'll be starting. All right, let's talk about the next game. So the the Red Sox ended up winning the first game six to three. Uh, that game was three hours and nineteen minutes long. Uh, not terrible for length. Uh, the next game also uh, was this also three hours? No, this was not also three hours and nineteen Tragic. minutes long. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. This one was two hours and fifty five minutes long. Um, this was. It was Josh Winkowski, which this was the real test for a week, uh, versus Shane Bieber, uh, not Justin's brother. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, Shane was pitching his balls off until Verdugo came up and hit a three-run jack. Uh, Winkowski, he did good. He only gave up two runs this entire game. 
I believe that was in the first, what, like couple innings? I think it was like second or third inning it was. Um, let's see real quick. Where's the box score? I'm trying to check. Yeah, it was in the third inning. They gave up two runs. Um, and he ended up going five and a third inning. And uh, he, he ended up with the win. Yeah, I mean, every time Josh Winkowski comes up to pitch, uh, every time it's his turn, that Andrew Benatendi trade looks better and better. I actually, so you guys are going to hate this because I hated this, but there there was talks about um, where should Andrew Benatendi go, blah, 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 blah. And there's rumors that people are saying that he could come back to Boston. That would you be imagine. fun. That would be so much fun. Uh, I'd hate it. I bet he's going to be a Yankee. Yeah, that does He seems fit. like a Yankee right now. Sounds like they're going to be really aggressive at this trade deadline, which they probably should they be. Should if you're going to go all in. Like, this is the team you go all in on. Where, where do you think he would play for the Yankees? Center field? Left. Yeah, center or left, because Gallo stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't like, keep putting Judge out in center. Like... You can. I mean, if you really want to risk the injury. <laughs> so what if you guys, uh, what do you guys think of uh, Winkowski potentially being in the rotation for the long term? Because I don't hate him as a number five starter even this year. Problem is, is we've got Sale and Paxton. So who goes, you know, you already know that Rich Hill is probably going to the bullpen. He's going to be a long reliever. And I mean, who else, would, who's the last person out? Got to think Whitlock ends up moving back. They're already keeping about a little bit of an innings limit. They make him a starter okay, so, going into the season so, next year. So you got so you take him and put him in the bullpen. Who comes out of the bullpen? Do you get rid of uh, Robles? Um, I think Robles is hurt right now. Um, I would think that that's one that definitely can go down. You, you got to think that there are going to be injuries that today? come up at some point too. It's tough right now, but um, did he get hurt today? No, he did like, he, His control's work. really off. He can't. He can't like point this fastball the way he was earlier in the year. Speaking of somebody else, uh, the Red Sox have been on fire since uh, Matt Barnes has been down. <laughs> Not a coincidence at all. Did you guys, can you guys hear that? Can you guys hear Brady just celebrating for this entire period of time? Yeah, you I, no, you, the, in the, distance. the only thing I can hear Brady saying is, I fucking hate Matt Barnes. <laughs> That's all I hear. Anytime somebody brings up Matt Barnes, I randomly brought up something. Somebody said something about uh, a pitcher not being good, and we're already talking about DFA. And I was like, what about Matt Barnes? And then Brady, out of nowhere, just comes yes. out. And he's like, I hate Matt Barnes. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, my God. Man, also, that's the thing that was uh, who, Have you noticed – that Kevin Flewecki is wearing his anal beads? Ew. What? Matt Barnes' fucking necklace? Oh, shut <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, fucking come on, Flewecki. Have better taste. You know, you know what's crazy, though, is like, uh, like, Whitlock possibly going back to the bullpen. Like, my knee-jerk answer is like, it's like, oh, well, obviously, Ryan Brazier. But Brazier's been good of late. He's been like, really good. Right, he has been. He's actually been really good. Yeah, the bullpen. I mean, there's also um, they could they could DFA not DFA, but they could option Sawamura and then bring him back up. That's the yeah. oh, that's of the these easy guys. One. You, but it's good. But the, 
it's so good though having like these options as far as depth goes where you know you can send a guy down leave him there if an injury comes up you don't feel bad bringing bringing someone like Salamura up as like your eighth man in the pen you know what he can do it's just nice having the options have to look at this so um wow we only we have a four-man rotation right now yeah it's crazy our second oldest pitcher is 31 (laughs) our oldest pitcher is 42.3 years old that's gonna change i mean as far as that paxton and uh sale are both in their 30s so once those two are healthy Waka's 31. I don't think Sale's more than 31. <laughs> I think Sale's 32, isn't he? Sale's 33. Paxton's definitely in his mid-30s. Yep, he's 33. Wow, well, you're right. Uh, how old is Paxton? Why am I having a fucking blank here? Hey, Paxton's 33 as well. Nice. Oh. It's it's gonna uh, be insane though. I mean, yeah. Whitlock so how can the pen insane depth? Insane. We have nine relievers. We have four starters right now. It sounds about right. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, and then once once people start coming back, oh shit, Tyler Danish. Oh yeah. Well, Danish has pitched well though. I don't want to send Danish down. I'd prefer yeah. sending Solomon down over Danish. I'd put I I prefer Day honestly. I would take Davis over um over Deekman. I would take da- uh sorry, yeah, Tyler Danish. I would take him over Deekman. I would take him over Brazier. I would take him over Solomon, and I'd easily take him over Rob Robles. So we've got um I, I'm assuming we'll probably not see a Darwin's in this season. Uh we got Taylor no. coming back. And then, but oh, then yeah. we have four lefties. So who if the lefties go down? You know, if it's I think Big Fudge has been way too good. I, I they're not sending down Strom. Do you just keep four lefties up? I think you get rid of. I would say like, probably too many lefties is not a problem. <laughs> like if the Rays have taught baseball anything, stack your rotation and bullpen with as many lefties as humanly possible, and it will work out. <laughs> I mean, t- right now we only have three lefties. We have one, two, three, four, five, six righties. Yeah, because Taylor will come back, so that'll add to it. That'll yeah. make it four. And I guess Strom has had has had a decent amount of success against righties. Strom and Deekman both. I mean, Deekman's problem isn't his stuff; it's his ability to throw strikes. He, yeah, it's it's the ability that it's not even that. It's like he doesn't know where it's going, and and it's not really. I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just like he learned this slider, and he's just fucking chucking it up there. He's he's got to get better command of it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but in in the second game, Shane Shane Bieber goes seven innings, gives us six hits, three runs. All three of those were the off uh, the uh, 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 the Alex Verdugo bomb. Um, Jake Dickman comes in. He pitches one in a third inning. He gives up one hit, walks one, strikes out one. What did you guys think when uh, when Cora came out to, uh, to talk to Deakman and not take him out? Because usually when Cora comes out, he's taking you out. 
I mean, I get it. I think that Deakman's somebody that they're going to have to lean on um, as, you know, a veteran who's been involved in pennant races before. He's, um, even if he's not somebody that I enjoy watching pitching, you can appreciate the experience. You can appreciate the stuff. And he's, you know, uh, he's a veteran. He's a veteran in a bullpen that doesn't have the most experience. Uh, you know, um, like how this is going to be his first year as a closer. Schreiber's a rookie. Um Big Fudge hasn't pitched a lot. So this Danish's rookie season. So all of like the really elite guys there are on the young, as far as the pen goes, are on the younger side. So having somebody like him and having someone like Brazier to be like the, the older veterans in the staff, I can, I can understand the value in that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So he goes uh, one and a third. Schreiber comes out. He gets the hold and a third of an inning. He struck out. I forgot who it was he struck out. Uh, but Matt Straub comes out. He goes an inning. He walks one. And Tanner Houck gets out there, and he gets his sixth save of the season. And the Red Sox end up beating the Cleveland Guardians 4-2, to two, make their record 41-31. and 31. Um, Great game, in my opinion. There wasn't really any nail biters. I think the first game there was, um, Hulk was trying to get some uh, some drama going or whatever. But uh, game three, this one's this one was pretty cool uh, because the pitcher for the Cleveland Guardians they, they kept mentioning he was from East Windsor, Connecticut. I live in Ellington right now, and that's literally like ten minutes away. Like, nice. I, I, yeah. I, went to, I went to school where this kid went to school. Uh, he's a little bit younger than me, but um, I probably played in the baseball fields that he played in. You know, um, I grew I went to school in East Windsor. I went to sc- school in, in the town across the river, uh, Windsor Locks as well. And uh, come to find out, I, I'm friends with his cousin. Um, and. I made the I made a post on my Facebook, which I'm still not banned. Um, <laughs> That's the yeah. most shocking news development of the fucking year. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I am still not banned, and I made a post about Aaron Savale, and um, one of my friends was like, "Oh, that's my cousin," and I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you know?" So he grew up like a huge Red Sox fan and whatnot, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. Like, uh, I don't know the guy, um, but. Uh, I, like I said, it's cool to know that I went to one of the schools that he went to. You know, I probably played, played baseball on the same fields as this guy. So, but he didn't have a good day. And I'm okay with that. Can I just say, this game was so funny, like to listen to on the radio. 
because Will Fleming is just roasting the shit out of the Guardians defense as a whole. It's like these guys are fucking bums. Like, absolute travesty. Oh, uh, who was their right fielder? Holy shit, he was having a hard. Oh, so that was uh, like Oscar Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh no, he, he had a terrible fucking game. Um, he had that nice play the other day too, where he nailed a royal at the plate. A royal shouldn't have gone. Yeah. Oh no, but it was still a really good. He, it was still a really good throw. I completely agree that he shouldn't have gone on that. Can I just but. say though, like part of the reason like the Red Sox are really able to punish like these like bad throws and bad plays is the base running. Like this year, like as a collective unit, they're so much better than last year's team. Like it's such a noticeable improvement, and I really I think it's the influence of Trevor Story especially, and like even in the last uh, week or two, Jaron Duran as well. Just uh, like that kind of influence. Like, hey, we're gonna fucking be aggressive here we're gonna you know make a move on the base paths and it's making a marketed difference definitely the biggest difference between this team this year and the team last year yeah it, it it's definitely better uh verdugo still needs base running uh, tips <laughs> he needs um, to be, yeah hit a ball stay at first i don't care you know um good game uh by everyone i think that they pulled cordero out a little early uh, yeah. I believe he he only played until like the sixth or seventh inning. Might have pulled yeah. him a little early. Keeping but, a milf down. I don't appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Rich Hill, Dick Mountain went six innings, which is nice to see Dick Mountain go in six innings. Having him go six innings is like having Nick Pavetta go complete game. Um, he also touched 91 today, which <laughs> was like a shocker. Slow and- down speed racer. He fucking threw a 67 mile per hour curveball and it just like fucking froze somebody. I mean, they swung through it. I forgot who it was, but holy shit. Um, he was tossing salad up there. Um, he goes six innings, five hits, one one run, which was earned. I believe that was in like the fifth inning, too. Uh, he, he walked four, struck out five. I want to say three of the five strikeouts were against uh, Rosario. Reyes as well, probably. Franco Reyes looked lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was Palmer. It was like three of them were against him. Um, but yeah. Fucking hilarious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so Wale goes four innings, gives up eight hits, three runs, oh, all earned, walked three, struck out two. Uh, he ends up going up to a 720 ERA. And then throughout throughout the game, uh Henches, uh, he gives up two, and then Tully gives up three. Uh, it was not a good good weekend for uh, Mr. Tito Francona. Worst week for our good friend Amari McPherson. Dick Mountain <laughs> Salad Tosser. Yes, true. He is him and Ryan Yarborough. Toss some salad today. That's their lot. That's their lot in life. All right, gentlemen. Uh, before we end up going, we had a couple questions for the pod. And, uh, the, the first one came from Lance Paradis. Uh, that's at Paradis underscore Lance. If the socks are active in trading, what pieces do you think are most likely to be used? Miners, MOB depth, and particularly roll five eligible guys. There's a really good page on Sox prospects that has all of the guys going to um, that are going to be Rule Five eligible next year. 
and there are a lot of them. So I think that you're going to be seeing guys that could potentially um, be lost in that next year. So guys that, you know, their stuff might be major league ready and there might not be a role for them on the team. Um, you know, like say, a, 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 just to a few examples, we've got a whole plethora of pitching now at, uh, at triple a and double a that's sort of backed up. So like maybe a Victor Santos, you see getting traded again, maybe um, Chris Murphy could be somebody at double a. He's been the best pitcher that you haven't heard of at double a because he's not Brian Bellow and he's not um, Brandon Walter, but he's been really good there. Um, he's somebody that I really like, but I could see him being used as a trade chip. Um, one of the catchers, maybe like uh, Ronaldo Hernandez or uh, Cole Cottom at Double A. He's um, those are two people that I could see. Um, yeah, it really depends that, on what they're looking friend, for. Though is that friend of the show, Cole? Cottom? Friend of the show, Cole Cottom. Yeah, um, unfortunately, because cat he's a catcher that is good um, that doesn't necessarily. He's at that age where he kind of needs to start getting more playing time higher up and he's at double a so he's going to be a triple a ready catcher for next year teams love that he's somebody that could definitely be lost uh, in the uh in the uh, rule five draft so you know we'll see but that that's my take on it what do you guys think i mean you're 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 more the expertise uh on on something like this so i will go with your take and i, I trust what you say I could also see like uh, Jaron Duran maybe getting moved. Uh, I Durin. could see yeah Duran, whatever, however the hell you pronounce it. You know I don't care. Um. Hook, <laughs> Tanner Hook. No, it's Tanner Hauk, man. Tanner Hauk. Kevin Achilles. Oh my God, is that that's how you said his name forever, isn't it? Yeah. You I still do. I'm not. I'm not changing my ways just because I'm objectively wrong about it. This is America. <laughs> True. Um, the next question comes from friend of the show, Alan Chang. Uh, I believe Alan's from Vietnam. Oh, um, nice. I like Alan. Yeah, he's, he, very he's good. He, he's, he's very insightful. Um, he is not one of those people that get angry, uh, for tweets or he doesn't tweet angry or whatever, you know, like some people I know. Um, but he posted out. He was like, I know all the focus is on relievers, but if we do get a depth position player, who would you like? I wouldn't mind getting Iglesias back at all. Iglesias meaning Jose, who just signed a contract with the Rockets. Uh, Hogdale. Man, a depth piece. I haven't really, uh, I hadn't thought about it too much because, like, I feel like our team, like, has the depth pieces. I think, like, if you were going to trade the deadline, you'd go after at least a starter, like an everyday starter. And it, it would be would a first baseman. starter? Oh, uh, oh, I thought you were talking pitcher for some reason. No, no. Um, I'm like a starter, like an everyday starter player, a like position okay. player. Like, uh, I'd say first base. And even still, like, if you wanted to bet on, like, Franchi or Bobby's upside, I'd get it. Because, like, this team is plenty of depth, like, everywhere, pretty much, in <laughs> all facets. So, I mean – I think trade-wise, they're going to be looking to add an everyday guy. First base again? Uh, yeah. I mean, Not to be like a guy in a one-year deal, though, because Cass is down the pipeline. I don't think I mean, Josh Bell on the Nationals. Next year. Josh Bell is a – I love that. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was – who was it? Was it uh, Brady who said that in the last episode? Um, 
that he was on, I believe he said, I want Josh Bell. Yeah, that switch hitting goodness. I love that we, shit. Doink was talking about G-Man Choi. Choi's left-handed. Yep. I believe. Would the Rays I like get rid of him? I like Choi a lot. He's my favorite player on the Rays. I say, how much is he not playing much for the Rays? This I just, year? I just don't see the Rays trading to uh, an American League East team. Yeah, uh, no, I, I do. I, if, if they thought he stunk, they would. <laughs> I mean, what about Trey Mancini on the Orioles? You think they'd move him? We we also talked about him too. So, I, I think I, I think out of the three, I think Josh Bell makes the most sense because he's not in the American League East. He's not going to end up hurting anybody in the, in that division because he's a National League East. Team, um, he's in a National League East, so I think if they're if we're going to be able to get anybody, it'll probably end up being Josh Bell. <laughs> but who do we end up sending? You know, who do we trade for Bell? There's such a dearth of um, like infielders in Low A right now, and if Bobby the trade for Schwarber last year was any indicator of it, I think that they could probably move somebody that's like in Salem or Greenville to get Bell if it's similar to Schwarber last year, because that's again the Nationals, um, maybe a brighter Bonacci or somebody like that. You know, what I just uh, thought about that's kind of funny is that if they do end up trading for Joshville, it's kind of crazy how the NL East is just like the Red Sox uh, collective farm team, or like just the team where they get all their players from at the trade deadline. Well, the Nationals for sure. Who else there? Oh, the I, didn't, I did not know this. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot Josh, about that. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> Bell is a switch hitter. Yeah, yeah, switch hitting goodness. And I think he's just on a one-year deal right now, so that he would is. be yes, like a ten million so. dollar deal. Yeah, it's I think one that year, would ten be. million. All right, gentlemen, uh, do we want to add anything else to the episode? Uh, I don't think so. I think we got everything right. Exciting day for promotions of the miners uh, this exciting weekend. Um, Nico Cavadas and Nathan Hickey brought up from High A Salem to uh, from Low A Salem to High A. Uh, Greenville Cavadas has, has homered in nine of his last 12 games. Uh, is a big, big first baseman out of Notre Dame 11th round pick last year. He's somebody to keep an eye on. Um, Alex Benellis yeah. was also. Benellis got brought up. Yep. Alex Benellis and Steven Scott got brought up to double A. They've both been starting there. Benellis at first and third. Um, and then Pedro Castellanos got, hit a home run in his first game. Uh, it was a deep drive to left. Uh, Did you see Sox. that? Did you see that that Twitter or TikTok? Hold on, hold on. I've gotta, I've gotta share this. It was possibly the funniest fucking thing I have ever fucking seen on TikTok. I think we could be seeing Blaze Jordan move up to high A soon because he's been absolutely not. He's hitting over four hundred for the month of June. He's hitting like four twenty five at uh, triple at uh, at Salem. It's kind of like it's it's like okay, dude, like you're. You can move up. It's okay. Hold, hold on. Heim just doesn't miss. Like, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, here we go. Pride myself. He's certainly a good talent evaluator. A man of faith. <laughs> In a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. <laughs> I pride myself and think of myself as a, Shut the fuck up. a man of faith. Oh, my God. If it keeps giving. By Castellanos, it will be a home run. I, the, I, so I don't know who it was. Somebody, 
Uh, somebody sent it to uh, sent it in our baseball chat on Slack for uh, Belly Up, and uh, I got to give him credit. I I have so funny. Uh, Kev, uh, who is part of the uh, tailgate on the quad, <laughs> he uh, he posted it up. He was like, "The official Red Sox AAA affiliate using this sound is hilarious," and because nobody on Belly Up besides us posts anything about Red Sox. Um, I was just like, okay, I got to see what the hell this is. And then I saw that and I, 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 I was drinking something and I almost spit it out. <laughs> I was like, no fucking way. Did they really just use that? But yeah, they, they totally did. So I, All right. I uh, totally appreciate you both coming on. Just, uh, just so everybody knows, we are going to be shooting out a lot of episodes within the next week or so. Uh, I know later tonight we have Zach Kelly, uh, the Woo Sox uh, relief pitcher. Uh, he will be coming on and talking to uh, both Ed and myself. Uh, next weekend, uh, I will be talking to Big Sox guy. Uh, that's actually on Friday. Uh, I'm trying to set something up with our friends over in the UK uh, to try and get them on the episode. Doing a lot of crossovers and whatnot. Uh, I've been talking to our friend uh chris enrique um trying to get him on we're gonna try and do some crossovers between those guys as well so hopefully we get a uh wow we got a comment here for you uh hogdo oh do you how could they, you know? they write something so controversial yet Dude. so brave <laughs> brandon <laughs> it said hogdale is so sexy that's what the comment so, was um, we, we do have a lot of stuff coming out and, uh, hopefully you all enjoy the content. Just make sure to hit that subscribe button. So you don't miss an episode. Make sure to leave us some reviews, give us five star, four star, three star, whatever. Spotify, definitely give us something. Uh, Apple, leave a review, whatever it is. It'll help us uh, in the long run, uh, to everybody else out there. Take it easy. Deuces. Wait. God, it hurts. It hurts my hand. I don't like it. I don't like it. The viscera, dude. Yeah. Good socks. Thanks for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pesky Report. Make sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 